Welcome to season two of the Revenue Marketing Report powered by CaliberMind. Our goal on the RMR is to help marketers move from subject matter experts to strategic business partners. I'm your host, Kamala Thompson, and today I'm thrilled to introduce Denise Soker. Denise, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Kamala. Nice to be here. I've been around 15 years in the marketing field, moving from agency to client side. In the past seven years, I've been focusing on B2B marketing, specifically for tech companies. And in the past couple of years, I worked for a startup as a head of marketing and now as a digital strategist. I'm very into the B2B digital marketing space, 31 years old, and with a three-year-old cutie pie. Actually, tomorrow is his birthday, by the way. <gasps> oh, congratulations. Happy birthday. Thanks. That's wonderful. So when we started talking, of course, when you have a busy little three-year-old that's going to come up into the conversation. So I think a lot of us can relate with re-examining our values and trying to figure out how to balance everything that we want to do versus what we need to do for work. So can you tell me a little bit about your experience kind of figuring out that balancing act? It was a journey. I think that it all started uh, when I got to my maternity leave. And I think that in terms of the, you know, adjusting to motherhood, I kind of felt comfortable right away and you know because there's two sides of it but when it got to the point where I needed to go back to the workforce it was a huge dilemma for me when I got out of, to my maternity leave I was at a point where I kind of felt stuck you know mm-hmm. and I felt I needed a change and I mean to, to get to the next level but that's when I don't know if reality kicks in or society kicks in and, and everybody comes to tell you wh- why do you need to to change why do you need to kind of go to a new a new adventure and it's more comfortable and more stable to stay where you are but mm. in terms of values so that's kind of the first dilemma that you have if you're true to yourself and, and if you're ambitious and you want to you know keep moving so you go and do that or you do what's what's reasonable or what people tell you it's you know the, the best for uh, for your family mm-hmm. so I choose not to <laughs> uh, I choose to to stay true to myself and go for that you know for that promotion and for that change but that was a I mean another reality check that I had because then I was on maternity leave looking for a job that was pretty pretty nerve-wracking process but I mean yeah it, it is in terms of uh, values and you know checking yourself it's it's a very you need to focus on yourself and what's important to you all the time and all the time doing that re- reality check and okay am I staying true to to myself or what people are telling me because it's funny once you get a mother everyone gets an opinion about everything <laughs> So about your career as well. (laughs) And how you're parenting and everything you do with your kid. And yeah, it comes from everywhere. So did you know you were going to start looking when you went on maternity leave? Did you kind of start to have an inkling beforehand or did it kind of come about through everything that was changing anyway? So before, I mean, before uh, going to my maternity leave, I kind of thought about it and say, okay, let's see how I will feel about it. But I mean, before getting to my maternity leave, I felt I, I, I needed that for myself and that didn't change during my maternity leave. And that was, that was awesome yeah. <laughs> because yeah, when you become a parent, you kind of feel your, 
becoming a whole new person and, and it's important to kind of verify that you are still you or if yeah. you're just a mom so that was interesting to to go through then you know going and looking for a job so I think that was another reality check and checking my boundaries values and what's important to me because that was another reminder of the society telling me okay maybe you should do this as a mom for example questions that you get asked uh, during interviews that are not very appropriate or when you go and tell them okay so I need to go get my kid two times three times a week so uh, all of a sudden it's not relevant stuff that I didn't think <laughs> I will I will have to even think about for him I hope you've landed in a place that gives you that flexibility oh good good okay so it sounds like you really wanted to stay true to yourself and to achieve similar goals to what you set out with. Did you change your goals at all or? Yeah. So I think that from that perspective, when I went looking for a job, and this is something that I would change at the beginning, I kind of started from an assumption that this is what is acceptable. And that kind of changed throughout the process. When I, you know, talked to my, talked to people and talked to my loved ones and they told me you don't need to accept was what the market is telling you that should be uh, the norm you can create your own boundaries and your own norm and that was another process that I went through in terms of getting back okay so what kind of parent do I want to be and how involved do I want to be and then setting my goals and setting my boundaries within a future employer and then being very transparent about it from the start so I don't go through long you know interview processes for companies that are not suitable for me and I think that was that was what set the tone for me to kind of find a place where I got that flexibility and I got to be the parent that I want to be as well as the employee that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about communicating those boundaries. Was it pretty clear in the interview process who was going to be receptive to the flexibility you needed and who wasn't? Oh, I got to meet a lot of a lot of reactions from a lot of people. But at first, let's say that at first I wasn't certain or sure when or how to communicate those boundaries. At the beginning, it took me time to kind of feel comfortable with them because I was coming from a place where okay, this is not what is usually acceptable. This is not what they expect me to do or be as an employer. So it took me time to kind of be very firm and, 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 you know, certain with myself around those boundaries. But once it happened in the processes, I kind of communicate them from, from, I don't know, from the start, but I felt comfortable doing that throughout the process at a place where I felt was was the right place. And then it, it, it can help me out to filter the companies and the places that weren't good for me. And I have to say it sucked to find out. I got to go through interviews for amazing opportunities and amazing, you know, companies. And then you're finding out that we're not compatible because mm-hmm. of that. And actually not just we're not just compatible that you know that companies actually filter out candidates because of that I'm yeah. so horrified right now <laughs> yeah I mean it was tough I mean I, I got to an interview where uh, they asked me uh, how do we fi- how do we think I will feel now that I'm a new mom and becoming you know coming to a new job if I think I'm ready for it I don't know questions that 
are not cool. And, <laughs> no, but yeah, that's so frustrating. So I think there's some real red flags with me with certain company cultures and you're hitting on a lot of them. So first of all, that question was completely inappropriate. Whenever a company says that they're family and you should feel a part of their family, that's a red flag for me because <laughs> we yeah. have family. We don't fire our family. We don't, <laughs> we don't hire yeah, our family. Sure. Our family is our family. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we choose our family and that's great, but you know, it's all aside. So company cultures that propose that their family really to me say they want you to prioritize them over everything else. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's realistic with everything going on in the world. I think as we become more remote and we see everybody's life happening while we're mm-hmm. on meetings with them, it's really clear that people's lives are messy and they need the flexibility to help take care of their family, their real family, not, not the work one that they say they get. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and then are you, are you seeing any changes now? Was this before the pandemic hit and everybody went remote or have you always been remote? Cause I know you're located in Israel. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, remote wasn't very common before the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. and that's definitely changing. And yeah, that was uh, before the pandemic. So I definitely see that changing, see that uh, shifting to, to a different place and not just from uh, company, company culture in terms of what you see on the interviews, but on the day to day. So I started, you know, on, on that company where I had a great flexibility today, I work from home only I work in an amazing place that that it's not just about it's about it's about also allowing the, the employees to to be transparent around the work-life balance to the point that today I get to zoom calls with a colleague and he he's a new dad and he has his son on a carrier during the zoom calls and that's I mean that's amazing for me seeing that being able to be part of that and overall you know my whole department they're they're all parents and they all kind of are feel good and, and are open around sharing their parenthood challenges in terms of the pandemic challenges but also day to day to pick up my kid my kid is sick and this is also something that I, I didn't see before like people being open because when yeah. I yeah when when I got my first job the only thing that I knew about parents you know in the workplace is that sometimes they go out to pick their kids but besides that <laughs> I wasn't aware of you know what it means or what people actually how it interprets in the day-to-day and then the chaos that the pandemic created with remote school and having to balance everything yeah. all, all at once I just uh, a whole lot of empathy is is what I was feeling because you know I just have dogs and that's pretty easy to manage so <laughs> hats off to not you not that easy not that easy you still have to take them out Two, yeah three times a day I mean yeah I and you may, it's easier yeah you may hear some <laughs> yelling in a few minutes I've got treats on hand just in case you know it's it's just you learn how to deal with it <laughs> have you been burned by attribution are you tired of fighting with salespeople over target accounts and lead scores we've all been there And that's because traditional marketing analytics tools bolt onto your CRM and calculate attribution and engagement scores on the data as it is. And let's face it, most of the time, your CRM data is far from perfect. Caliber Mind is unique because it pulls data from all your sources, not just your CRM, into a data platform. 
CaliberMine unifies your information, which means you can attribute dollars to website activity, standard Salesforce campaign activity, and more, without wasting time in spreadsheets. Ditch the spreadsheets and check out a new way to analyze revenue data with CaliberMind at CaliberMind.com. Do you see male parents getting the same questions asked of them? I'm curious. I don't think right now we're in the place where dads are being asked how they feel about being new dads and how are they going to combine it now with a new position. But I think it really depends on the workplace where you are. And today, I mean, I was very... I want to say I was lucky, but I really wasn't because it was very intentional, you know, from my side, finding the right places to to work for. But it's not, you know, common that every workplace is this open, transparent to this point. And I think, by the way, one of the things that I think would promote a lot would be parental parental leave for for fathers as well. Yeah, I think that. This is something, by the way, that I'm seeing here and there in some uh, in some places, but it's not commonly adopted at all. So, and I think this is something that that will help because then it will create kind of an equal status for men and women that are becoming new parents, uh, and it will kind of you know close the gap. And when I see this, it's open, it's transparent, it allows people flexibility. I'm not seeing a reduction in productivity or what people are willing to do. If anything, people seem more loyal. Are you seeing that too? I mean, yeah, 100%. I think that that overall, by the way, as a parent, when you become a parent, we become a very efficient worker. Yes. I mean, one of the things that I had to do is learn how to prioritize because I was a very get shit done kind of person, cleaning mm-hmm. box and all that that stuff. And I had to get all the shit done. But now it's not like that. But when what it allows me is actually see the bigger picture and see what really it's important and what isn't. And if I see something that it's not important, it doesn't, and I'm wasting time on it. So if it gets done, it doesn't promote me anywhere and that basically kind of I mean that boosted my you know my state of mind as a strategist and and something that that I do today but it kind of changed me and and improved me from that perspective so I think that so I I can work I wouldn't say I can work less but I can work more effectively yeah and 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 even better than someone that is not a veteran Yeah, it reminds me of that old saying, work smarter, not harder. And I think that's just so true. (laughs) I think anybody in operations can relate to that. (laughs) Thinking about culture and, you know, as somebody who put in a ton of work hours, but always felt I was running on a hamster wheel because I didn't understand the company's strategy and it wasn't communicated with me. You're Mm -hmm. saying the word transparency a lot. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's kind of the key in all of this do you believe that too? And like, how have you seen transparency play a huge role in making all of this work? In terms of transparency from the culture or, you know, uh, workplace, I don't have a lot of, a lot about to say about it, but I think that from, you know, as people think that in society, I think that we should not feel ashamed to, sh- to be open and yeah. share uh, our, not our struggles, but even our, our day-to-day as parents. So I read a LinkedIn post uh, for, from a you know, colleague from the, uh, also in the marketing space. And she said, and I really, I really related to that. And she said that when she picked up her kids, she just would put 
busy in her calendar because she felt that she needed to hide the fact that she's investing time in her kids. So, or if they were sick and she was staying, so she wouldn't kind of say they were sick. She would take her own sick days. Stuff that at the beginning, at the beginning of, of my, when I just came back uh, from maternity leave, this is something that I, <laughs> that I really related to. And I think that that's the reason, by the way, that, that when I came, uh, when I, <clears throat> when I became a parent, I wasn't, uh, I didn't feel comfortable sharing that because I saw that you know, no one is doing that. Everyone is kind of hiding and mm-hmm. it's a taboo and you have to be like the, the you know, the kick-ass employee and put work as the first priority as family. And I think that the importance of transparency comes not just from the workplace, but also from, you know, regular people that need to kind of be more open about the, their, their parenthood and, and uh, their involvement in their family. So, you know, people like me feel more comfortable doing doing so and, and not feeling kind of ashamed that we need to go pick our kids and do and do stuff that is required from us as, a, as parents. Oh, that's such a great point. Cause I'm thinking back to like 15 years ago, I was taking a, the company had us all do personality surveys so we could figure out how we work best. And when we were talking about it, I don't know why, like this is, I was new in my career. It didn't really occur to me, but um, they basically baldly stated that you can't really show any emotions because no one has the backstory for why you're feeling that way. And no one cares. Like they just want you to work. And it was just, it, no, but it really succinctly, I love your reaction, but it was really succinctly kind of put where our culture was at that point, which is we're kind of all expected to be robots mm-hmm. and just churn out production. And I think, and I hate that the pandemic happened, but if anything good is coming out of it, I think it's exposing more people to our humanity and forcing us all to be a little bit more transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that, I don't know, I mean, the, the pandemic definitely pushed push that, you know, kind of accelerated that, but it was a movement uh, that already started before. For example, I, during the pandemic, I got exposed to Brené Brown. I don't know if you're familiar with Yes, that. I love her. I love her. Yeah, <laughs> and her books and, and lectures. But I think, I, I mean, it, that's that's exactly the point. I mean, allowing people to, to feel vulnerable. And, and I think that nowadays people are feeling vulnerable, sharing their being as a parent you know mm-hmm. and and that's okay because I mean that's the I mean that's not okay but let's say that this is the the, the stage where, where we're at right now and I think that if people wouldn't would share more it wouldn't feel would allow other people not to feel vulnerable when they do that so from a workplace perspective at least I mean I see it at my from my career point of view that mm-hmm. it kind of really started from a you know performance robots yeah where and then you know my my parenthood kind of accelerated that process as well but you know today I'm in a in a state at or a work workplace where you know people are very open about it and they they um you know they feel okay sharing their kids are sick they're picking them up or they're doing you know stuff and even sharing you know sharing uh you know pictures of their kids and I mean that that's amazing Mm -hmm. and I hope that I don't know I know that's that's where I'm at but uh, I hope that for for other months to be their their experience as well that this will become you know the norm for everyone yes 
yeah it, well it should be already but I think I think <laughs> we're getting there I hope I see signs yeah. so what what if anything would you go back and tell your past self as advice for this journey well uh so I think that one of the things that really hit me, I mean, as I told you, I felt comfortable uh, being a mom right away. But but then when I started finding my place as a working mom, uh, I became a little bit depressed because I, I saw that I'm not getting the same opportunities. I'm not mm. getting the same speed that I did. And I don't know if it would help me, <laughs> but I will tell myself that 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 is okay you know to 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 get to get the opportunities that fit you and not just all the opportunities change the speed of your career growth to one that you know suits you as a person and not just as a robot I think that that is something that took me a lot of time to kind of feel okay with and I would I would help myself to do that but I think that you know it's, it's a process I, I had to went through uh, either way yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to see it to believe it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm thinking yeah. in the U S in November, 4 million people quit their jobs and people, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> we call it the great resignation, but people, when they're faced with a major change in their life, like becoming a parent or mm-hmm. facing a pandemic or any number of things, they reevaluate their values and what they want to be doing in their life and whether or not they feel comfortable where they are. I think everybody kind of hit that point all at once because it's a global pandemic and we're seeing a ton of people quit. So advice to employers out there that we would give is create a human environment where people can model behavior that's transparent and open and they're allowed to be family members and take care of the people around them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's hard out there. (laughs) I don't think employers Uh, should be making it harder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, but it it takes time people to learn and to adapt to, to the changes. I know I did. And I think, you know, employers as well will have to go through this through this uh, learning process in which they will hit the wall you know that they will not get you know quality employees and they will need to reevaluate themselves I I I believe it will happen to a lot of workplaces I'm seeing a huge shift in how interviews are taking place it's less about the person proving what they can do and more about the company proving that they're a human place to work so I think I think it's happening. I think the pandemic definitely forced it to happen much sooner. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you said, their top talent's going to leave and they're going to have a really hard time attracting new talent if they don't adapt. Yeah. That's such a great insight. If I could leave, you know, upcoming mothers with with a specific piece of advice, it would be not to give up. And, you know, and I think that a lot, there is a lot of, as I I said at the beginning, there's a lot of pressure from the environment to kind of settle I think that they shouldn't <laughs> and they should just Absolutely. find a way for them to to make it work. <laughs> no, it's great advice. So where can people find you online to network? I mean, you can DM me on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's my go-to platform. I love LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm Wonderful. A, a dick. 
Wonderful. And on calibermind.com, we'll put a, a link to your profile so people can find you a little bit easier. And right. just want to tell people who are watching the blog or listening to the podcast, if you could tell a couple of friends about it, if you're enjoying it, like, subscribe. These things actually do matter and help us get seen by other people. So we appreciate it. And for more great content like this, check out calibermind.com.